Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Hello, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. It's the podcast where I speak to bands and musicians about what they've got up to between making records and between going on tours. You've got to survive somehow and I want to get some of those stories. On today's episode, Prima Queen, who've just recently released their excellent new single, Butter Knife, just toured the UK and sold out the Lexington here in London. They've got a lot going for them. Butter Knife is a really lovely tune. If you haven't heard it yet, put this on pause and give it a listen. Cheers for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, sponsored by 2000 Trees Festival, who've just made a huge announcement for next July, where they've got four days, Wednesday through to Saturday. That really works, having the Sunday off. I've enjoyed it time after time. And next year's lineup is absolutely huge. Rival schools are headlining the second stage. Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes are headlining on Saturday. The Wonder Years and So I Watch You From Afar. Sprints, great band. Press Club, Crows, Joyce Manor, Loads of brilliant bands. On the Wednesday, it's the Forest Stage lineup, which is actually in a forest that Bob Villain and Holding Absence are headlining. If you want to find out more, you can go to 2000treesfestival.co.uk and to get 20 quid straight off your ticket price, use the voucher code 101POD. That's basically free money. If you're into that kind of heavy, melodic music, 2000 Trees is a fine choice. It just won the award for Best Medium Festival at the UK Festival Awards 2022. If you want, I can say festival a few more times. 2000 Trees is the place to go. Get 20 quid off your ticket using the voucher code 101POD. All right, here's Louise McPhail and Kristen McFadden here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Go well. Cheers. It's always just a constant like juggling of trying to find a, find jobs that work and then it doesn't work and then you have to find something new and it's yeah and and finding the balance between the writing and the performing you know and the promo yeah you can't be unbalanced with one of those things you're doing too much promo mm. not enough writing not enough touring too much touring not enough writing it's yeah getting that balance is 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 difficult and i think we're still trying to like figure out how the best way to do that is and doing all those things and having a job. And having another job. <laughs> and yeah. the job that allows you to have your brain free. Like there's, you kind of need, it's fine having a job when it's like, you can have your own thoughts. And then sometimes that can be helpful for thoughts. writing. <laughs> there's a lot of jobs where you don't have your own thoughts. And then it's like, there's no space for any kind of creativity. You get so tired or, yeah. yeah. And like, obviously there's two of us um, writing and kind of doing a lot of the, uh, admin and stuff for the band so uh between the jobs and then managing both of our schedules so mm-hmm. like if we both have doing different things like where is the the overlap um where we have free time you feel for scar bands don't you <laughs> <laughs> that's a proper dynamic that you have you know your, your best friends it's great to celebrate that you know celebrate friendship is is sp- such a special thing and even if you weren't in a band you know it's hard to find I mean, I find it hard finding the time to see my friends. Managing all of that, I feel like you, you, you have to become a bit of an expert, really, at it. Be organized, basically. Are you, are you naturally both quite organized? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love a schedule. We love quality time. Is yeah, that's the same language. love language. So. <laughs> so we'll look at our calendars <laughs> and see where we time but I think also what we've been finding is making sure that we have friend time as well for each mm-hmm. other it's like we'll realize we'll have spent all of our time together but it's not like quality time mm-hmm. um 
So having to schedule that in mm-hmm. besides the bad time. Yeah. And time where we're alone together because a lot of times, you know, we're with other people or on tour, you're, com- you're never really alone. So sometimes mm-hmm. um, just being able to check in with each other, yeah. like, we're like, oh, my God, haven't seen you in ages. Literally yeah, I feel together like that. <laughs> And that's going to feed into the, to the writing, right? Because to write lyrics and to, to, to think of themes, you need some some headspace some 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 clear headroom mm, there yeah will you set out time to write or we we tend to let it yeah sort of come to you what's lucky is that because there's two of us it's kind of like double the workforce yeah. than if it's just one of you mm-hmm. so like we'll come up with ideas in our on our own in our alone time <laughs> and then we'll schedule time together where we work on them together when there's a theme of a record or theme of a band or a, an artwork or a look or a direction often it comes from one person because one person's vision can be quite strong. Do you feel like you two can really match up in your visions, you know, and kind of you, you, you work well together like that? You have a shared... Yeah, it's funny, sometimes we'll make like a Pinterest board or something. Yeah. But we'll go away separately and say if we're doing a video. And then it's funny because we will come back and it'll be like loads of the same <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Respect and, and time is so important right having having respect for one another and mm-hmm. having respect to your friends in general because you because you listen you you have that space to come up with ideas and like breathing basically you can let it breathe mm-hmm. yeah so you met at uni you met at studying here in london right yeah so we, we met when i was um doing a study abroad so because i'm from uh, chicago um and i just wanted to get out of my small little college town go into the big city mm-hmm. <laughs> And yeah, that's where I met Louise. At that point in time, did you, Kristen, have like an idea of, you know, projects to work on? Was was it music? Was music the main one? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to meet other musicians, really, like, and, you know, have a kind of this international experience <laughs> as you do when you're young. But um, yeah, and I, I wasn't really, I had no idea that a band would be formed in that <laughs> time. I was just doing solo stuff. Um but yeah, Louise asked me to be in her band. <laughs> yeah, they sent us because Kristen joined halfway through the course, and they sent a video of her playing. And I'd like told everyone, I was like, "Yeah, I'm. In, she's gonna be in a band with me. I know it. I know it." Great. <laughs> and they were like, "Chill, chill." <laughs> you haven't even met her. <laughs> so then you did meet, and then you had to move back for a bit to Chicago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think oh, there's a story about a part-time job actually, which yeah. links to that. Yeah. <laughs> So please, okay, go ahead. <laughs> it was the night before Kristen. Um, the night before Kristen had to leave. <laughs> the night before she had to leave. I worked as a night receptionist at the studio, and um, Kristen, yeah, her flight was the next morning, but she had and, to. Yeah, it was really sad because obviously, like we had started um, playing together, writing together, became like instant best friends. We're super close. And I was only there, like my visa, or, you know, you're only allowed to be in the country for six months as an American, just studying or whatever. So my six months to the day was like, come, like that was that night. And I uh, was going to come meet Louise. We were going to have a sleepover before I left so we could have our final night together. But I was going to meet her at work, which is this recording studio. Yeah. And she'd also just broke up with her boyfriend. (laughs) Because it was like, (laughs) I'm leaving. We got to break up now. Yeah. 
and uh, and you would often come and hang out with me there because it yeah. was like a, a it was a big studio but I would do like the shift until midnight so often there wouldn't even be any sessions or anything and I think it was like quarter to 12 at night and Kristen was on the phone like <laughs> I'm like I'm in the cab I'm on my way <laughs> and I was like okay like and then you can come and sit with me and then I'll finish I'm bawling my eyes out like <laughs> watching him in the rear view mirror of my uber like <laughs> tragic I was like and I was watching the CCTV at like the front of the studio and like waiting um Kristen's arrival at any moment and so Suddenly there's this like red, like, um, I just see all this red material flapping in the CCTV and I'm like, what the hell is going on out there? And then I open, I go out there and it's um, Nicole Scherzinger has just like turned up <laughs> at the studio and I was like, hi. And she was like, hey, can I come in? And I was like, sure. <laughs> like, and she was like, I'm... Um, I mean, I don't really know, but just talk to my phone, friend. He's on the phone. And I was like, okay. And I was just like looking out the door like, is Kristen there with all of her suitcases crying? And um, and, and you were like texting me at the time. And, and then she was just stood there. What was Nicole Scherzinger doing there? So she was on the phone and she was like, look, I don't know. Can you just talk to my friend on the phone? And I was like, okay. And, and then I was like, hello no I was like hello <laughs> and he was like yo it's Will I Am who's speaking and I was like oh it's Louise uh the receptionist at the studio and he was like so my friend Nicole she just wants to record some vocals lay them down <laughs> could you let her in like <laughs> and I was like um uh I I'll see what I can do but like maybe just I don't know. <laughs> and it was really stressful. And then she was like, do you mind if I just like sit in there? So she was sat in there and I was like texting Kristen. Like, <laughs> and I was like rolling up with all my suitcases, just like bawling my ass out. Just, just wait one second. I have to deal with this. Like Talking about high-end emotions, <laughs> everything coming at once. Yeah. Like, fuck, chill out. Life, chill out. Yeah. And um, yeah. Because you like basically had like no one else was there to really like man the space and they're just like kind of coming in and you know, yeah. you're quite young. Like. Yeah, I was 18. <laughs> so could you do it? Could you engineer it, Louise? Well, and did you? This is the thing. I was like, and it was funny because all of the engineers were on like an engineer social in East London. Like they were all, normally there would be someone on call. And then I, when I am, wasn't on the phone at this point anymore. And then I was, she was like, can you just do it? And I was like, well, I do know logic. But, um, <laughs> Pull up a garage Yeah, just go into this huge studio. <laughs> and then um, she was like, look, it's okay. I'll just go get a pizza um, and I'll come back while you sort this out, while she was sitting outside. And then um, then I got in trouble because my boss was like, I'd said I can maybe do it. And she was like, you know, you absolutely cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to take those chances, you know. Well, look, if you don't, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a recording engineer now. <laughs> That's how some good things happen, yeah. you know, just by saying yes and being. You like, got to have the skills, though. First, I didn't have the skills. <laughs> <laughs> you know how how many songs had you written before you had to go back to Chicago? Like how how like thick in it were you? Do you reckon? Looking back on it, we had a full set of songs. Yeah, um, some of them were quite funny songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah we had like a good handful um but I think that that time where we were apart was really like when we kind of honed into what we actually wanted to do and kind of had a more clear vision and mm. I don't know even just sending each other music that we liked and like kind of refining 
yeah what we wanted to do what who we wanted to sound like that's that stuff takes time doesn't it and like you can't rush it it seems like yeah i think it was really good that we had that time apart it was a really like bad sad year i think in loads of ways but i feel like that it really helped having the time out yeah yeah we were talking every day though like yeah yeah and we would both wake up to messages from each other because of the time difference living in london even in the cheaper places, you know, it kind of it's it's pretty overwhelming, and it can get on top of you quite quickly. Have you have you guys been all right living in London and you know being able to prioritize your art? It's not easy. It's really hard. <laughs> like you definitely don't choose to do music to make money, and it's kind of. I mean, it's been harder recently, to be honest. With um, I think since we've been busier touring. Um, right. but also not making any money yeah. the days when we actually can work there's only I feel like there's like we'll try and cram all the days weeks work into like one or two days would that be studio stuff oh I work at a venue they make it so that it's like the staff get paid really well it's possible to do not that much work and like pay rent and stuff which like allows me to be able to do music that seems like a bit of like a like an incubator of how it could work in somewhere like london because mm. i can't think of many other venues that that kind of pay that well you know that can still have gigs and, and you can have a promoter you know a diy promoter say you know can we put on a night here you mm. know and, and kind of make it happen through a f- through a few emails it seems like a really positive force yeah it's a very special place yeah it's funny though like I feel like I have an alter ego there um and it's behind the bar yeah I do don't I yeah I, I came in and watched her one because obviously I know Louise so well but I, I came in one day and I saw her serve someone and I was like oh my god Louise I've never <laughs> seen you speak to someone like that ever before it's <laughs> like you have this this mm, this almost sass about you in this no bullshit kind yeah. of vibe which is really cool I liked it it was just funny because <laughs> I've never seen you act like that before yeah <laughs> I think because it's like because I'm one of the managers there and often I'll be like working at an event and I'm the only person in charge of the venue so I have to like open it and close it and people need to know like they can't <laughs> fuck with you <laughs> especially when you're like a young woman it's and you're there's but but some it was funny the other day I was in such a bad mood and was serving someone just like dead behind the eyes and um no a few people at this one night were like oh are you in Prima Queen and I was like scowling I was like oh yeah I am like I felt like I had to like rearrange my face and be like sorry I'm being a bitch (laughs) working working at somewhere like that and and the way it is operated the way it is do you get some influence and get some inspiration about how to run the band because as as an independent operation where you're in charge of a few things you know you have to be that strong person who's like look you can't fuck with me mm-hmm. because naturally people are going to try and fuck with you and and arguably similar situation being in a band some people are going to try and rip you off some people are going to take take the band for granted mm-hmm. i feel like we had to yeah. advocate for ourselves a lot more before like working with our manager um, I feel like now it's nice to have that buffer a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he can he can be that uh, kind of face. One time we played this gig and we were opening for this band and I was chatting to someone and Louise came oh over. My God. <laughs> Louise came over and she's like, 
sorry to interrupt, but I need to talk to you right now, Kristen. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, what's happened? She's like, the band is trying to pay us in beer, and it's not okay. And I was like, okay, um, let me introduce you to their manager who's standing right here. <laughs> I was talking to them. And he's like, oh, oh, uh, uh, okay, uh, I'll go start that out for you. <laughs> And it's like, thank you. <laughs> it was so funny. Mm. Oh, I loved it. Great. I mean, how 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 much that happens to bands? It must happen yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think actually working in a or coming coming from having to stand up for ourselves in as a band, mm-hmm. um, like of all women, that definitely helped me with like being a manager in that venue, mm-hmm. where it's like learning how to be assertive, but also like personable. Where it's like you're trying yeah. to be, you have to beat. Uh, direct yeah but also like I'm not being a bitch it's just just like you can't bring your own drinks in here do you want the venue to shut down that kind of thing (laughs) but like you're very welcome here (laughs) everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of Americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What have you one part-time jobs, one hundred one part-time jobs, one hundred one part-time jobs, one hundred one part-time jobs. So looking, you know, with the EP coming next year and, you know, after this run of singles that have, that have all been great and it's been really, really cool, the, the radio play and people writing about it. That must be like a real confidence boost. Yeah, really definitely. Nice. We just we just finished our headline tour. That's been also a great feeling to go out and like meet people that have been hearing us on the radio or yeah. you know, care enough to buy a ticket. It's like, wow, that's really nice. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a nice way to wrap up the year is to kind of play the songs for, for, for people. And yeah. Yeah. And, and meeting those people, seeing them in the flesh. We've never had that before as well. We've done like quite a few support tours and, um, well, like when you, you said to Dan, like our manager, like, do we need to say, hey, we're Prima Queen? At, at our, <laughs> we had our London show on Monday. It's like, no, no, they all bought tickets. They're, <laughs> they're like, literally oh. here for it. I was like, oh, yeah. kind of we always have to say, we're Prima Queen. We make we're sure Prima Queen. We say it enough. Some people know that who we are because we're trying to, yeah. And then seeing those people come back, they'll be like, oh, I saw you at this show or this show. And, and it's, it's nice like, yeah. to like, okay, all of those shows it works. Well, yeah, <laughs> we're worth it. All the yeah, worth it. I don't know. That's ace, and it was a it was a majorly sold out Lexington, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was really... it was one of the best nights ever. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was really fun. And so, you know, at the end of a tour, does it take you a little while to recalibrate and like decompress and just get back to normal normal life stuff? Please. What's your yeah. What's your vibe there? 
I feel like it does take a while, but usually it's there's not the luxury of allowing it to take a while. It's like coming straight back to work. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Can I hit you in the face? Um. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you'll go straight back to work, will you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had work yesterday and didn't even go to bed till like, well, so late. Yeah, I woke up and I realised that I needed to be at work, but I had no phone charger and got on my bike to cycle to work, which I was really late for. This is a different job. Flat tyre, no battery, tried to get on a line bike and it didn't work. And then I had to order an Uber to get there, which cost more than what I got paid to go in there in the first place. Yeah, no decompression. (laughs) Kristen, what have you been doing over the last, you know, year or year or so? I've been teaching music. So I teach um, guitar, singing and violin. Will you go to them? They'll come to you? Both. Yeah. So I have like a little space in my living room that people come to, but also like I cycle to people. It just depends on the person. Brilliant. But yeah, it's really fun. It's interesting to see how different people learn and like how different, I don't know, how, how, how people perceive and love music so differently. I have this one student who's like basically like a scientist. And he'll just ask me, like, the craziest questions about music that I've ever, like, heard. Like, I am, like, because he, he never grew up, like, playing music. Um, so he's just learning guitar. Um, and he's like, so how do you see the music in your head? And I was just like, I do- don't. But he just doesn't yeah. understand how I don't see it in my head. And he's like, but, like, how do you perceive this? And, like, like when we're doing rhythm, he'll, he'll like, want me to, he, to explain it in, like, all these different ways that I've, like, never thought about. Which is kind of cool because I, I feel like I'm I'm learning myself through mm. teaching him, but it's like just so interesting. Are they mostly younger than you, people that you're teaching? No, I have both. I have like a mix of adults and kids. So he's older than me. I mean, what you said there about when you learn from him or, or learn from students, yeah. that must be really rewarding. Yeah, definitely. And, and like, I guess as well, we were talking about time management. Like, it's hard to just like practice guitar just like for fun Mm. and I feel like to teach I learn songs to teach my students if they if they and they will be songs usually I don't know that they want to learn so it's like a great opportunity to like learn new music and then like just practice and like just sit and um like play the songs with them Mm. (laughs) any any favorites any songs that student gave you and you thought ah ah, not really me and then you learned it and you thought fuck yeah this is great i feel like sometimes we'll be like in sound check and you start like noodling (laughs) (laughs) oh it's just ever long (laughs) (laughs) we switch off like ideas quite a lot about songs yeah yeah it's hard to think of them sometimes yeah it should be good to learn yeah and one of my students is Russian as well. So he's been wanting me to like teach him Russian songs. So I've been like, yeah, listening to music I would never have been exposed to. Do you feel like you're like your head's always in music? You know, if you're not teaching, you're writing and then, you're, you know, organizing yourself around that. You're self-employed. Are, are you stable like that? Do you feel comfortable doing that stuff? And, you know, you kind of you feel like you've got a kind of a footing in where you want to be right now. I think we're hoping yeah. that one day we will be making a bit more money so that we have to do so that the time management's easier yeah you know how do you feel about having to look sort of a year ahead or 10 months ahead is 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 that where is that what you're you're doing now I love it yeah it feels good I mean I think there was a lot of things we were hoping for that that would happen this year that were like surely not that's not gonna happen then it happened yeah it's cool to have a team around you that really believe in you and and say you know you will get there at this point or we're hoping for this and 
kind of even more than what we would think sometimes yeah it's it's really weird it's like they're like playing this kind of game of chess or something and we're like they're like pawns (laughs) (laughs) it's like but how how do you how will that happen it's like oh well it's just all these steps that we would when we we did it by ourselves for ages and it's like it's um really cool having a plan yeah do you feel confident like working with people outside of of you two to you know, to work together. And, and I guess it, it requires a lot of trust in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the beginning we were like, oh, this is new mm-hmm. because it was just the two of us. Mm-hmm. But now we have like a really great team of people that yeah. we trust. And yeah, we're just really so lucky. Important. That are passionate about it as well. And, and they're good people. Yeah. Yeah. And they're involved in good stuff like Green Man and yeah. end of the road and and they're you know that's a kind of great place that's a it's a great place to be yeah so true <laughs> well thank you so much for being up for this like butter knife is such a tune oh thank you i i tend to ask i'm sort of putting on this putting you on the spot here but i'm one of those people that's made loads of gaffes at all my jobs i tend to fuck things up quite easily and i, I wonder have you got any like sort of anecdotes or things to stories that come to mind that where you've kind of like messed up at your work or where you've broken something or, uh, you know, end up owing someone some money. Uh, I mean, it's quite a good one getting the, the, the line bicycle the other day being the price of, you know, and the Uber being the cost of what you're getting paid. I have another one from that studio, um, also involving Will I Am. Excellent. Where he, it was my first shift and he, was, he would record there a lot. And he basically, someone or him or someone else on his team blocked a toilet with, <laughs> I don't know, with what. But it then, like, it leaked two, check, so much. One, or they didn't say about it at first. And it leaked to the ceiling <laughs> and um, was, like, dripping into the big, expensive studio. And they were like, someone needs to call a plumber. Oh, and, wow. And that was my job. But I, I've, yeah, so I called a plumber, just me, like 18 years old. And then basically some random guy came in and pretended to be the plumber, but he actually wasn't a plumber. <laughs> and I don't know how he knew it was just, and then he was just in there just trying to sort it out. And then this other guy came in and it turned out he was the plumber. And then we were like, who the hell is this other guy? And it was a bit, that was a big, um, mess up on my behalf <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> guy going there pretending to be a plumber yeah oh God. so how did how did that resolve itself was that it sounds like a bit of like a scooby-doo <laughs> yeah. what we got a call what happened was we got a call from the plumber being like i'm really sorry i can't make it i'm actually stuck um far away and then we were like no no you're you're here what's happening and then it um, and then we we're like oh god that isn't actually the plumber but then luckily someone who worked there's older brother was in the area and they were a plumber and they came in but we were just like who the hell is this rando <laughs> brilliant when i was at that job at talk sport and times radio i was coming out of the the lose and it, it, it quite like posh place right so there's sort of a double door going into the, these nice lose I was, I was opening the door and keir starmer walks in and i was like oh my god because you know the newsletter pop bitch and there's a, a regular section they do of of men who don't wash their hands <laughs> after using the urinal. So I had that in my mind. I was like, fuck. So I was like, I was going, I was leaving as Keir Starmer was coming in. And I was like, I've got to wait to see if he's a washer. I have to, uh, this is my time, you know, this is my time to contribute to Bot Bitch. <laughs> and he went, 
he, did, he, went, he went past the runners, went into the cubicle, but he started, and he didn't lock. He didn't lock the cubicle. Oh my gosh. Which I think is a huge faux pas. <laughs> Especially if you're pissed armor. He actually looks way more normal in real life, I would, I would say. You know, he looks quite strange in, in photos. Very sort of a sheen. He looks like a waxwork. Looks like Madame Two Swords. <laughs> Keir Starmer doesn't lock the door. Gosh. All right, nice one. Thank you very much for being up for it. Oh, thank you. And thanks for writing about it in the newspaper. Oh, of course. All right, thank you very much, Sam. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so there was Louise and Kristen from Prima Queen. Their song Butter Knife came out a few weeks ago and it's such a treat. Cheers for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. Back with another episode probably later this week. Here's Cox Barra. I've been working all day for me mate on the side Running around like a blue ass fly I've been working, yeah I've been working all day for me mate Every blink me I've been on the go Up and down the ladder like a fiddler's elbow I've been working, yeah I've been working all day for me mate This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.